I want to invite you to the entrepreneurial hierarchy of needs online community. Inside this community, we can take the EHAN assessment, and that's what all of this is based on. It's a self-assessment that we should be doing about every 12 weeks to evaluate how satisfied we are in our health, our wealth, our relationships, recreation, and our business. The goal is to live a satisfied life. So go ahead, join the community, do the assessment, and go ahead and sign up for that blind spot call. That'll get us one-on-one -on -one talking about your assessment so you can get a better perspective and so you can set the best goals possible. All right, all the links are in the show notes. Enjoy the show. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So how what? do you feel? How do you feel about me asking you a couple questions? Oh shit! Well, I guess I'm the editor, so go for it. No, I'm kidding. These, these are these are generally not edited, and I probably won't edit this at all. Cut my question off because I'm sitting no. here. I'm like, what do you want? Okay, how are so, you? Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is this is, sounds like the ultimate cop out, right? You're gonna raise your eyebrows at me. I am into. Alexa Martinez, also known as That Sex Chick, teaches people how to have epic sex and deeply fulfilling relationships. She works with people to show what is possible in terms of unconventional relationship dynamics, leading with sex when dating, exploring kink and BDSM for the first time, and having difficult conversations in your relationships. This was such an exciting conversation and I learned a lot about myself and how to better understand and explore some of my own thoughts and not just disregard them. I know you're going to get a lot out of this one, so get ready to rock with Alexa Martinez. My name is Tim Palladino and this is the Entrepreneurial Hierarchy of Needs podcast. Alexa Martinez, thank you for joining us. Well, you're so welcome, Tim Palladino. Guys, we're going to get really uncomfortable. It's going to get really weird, but it doesn't have to be weird. It doesn't have to be uncomfortable. It doesn't matter your perspective and, uh, you know, how exposed you are to certain ideas. So are you ready, ready to rock? You ready to make me more comfortable about the uncomfortable? I'm very comfortable. So <laughs> I'm pretty comfortable is, about it too. This is all very relative. Yeah. So I, I am ready. I would, it would take a lot to put me in a state of shock and awe <laughs> and I welcome it. <laughs> we'll see what we can do. We'll see what we can do. Um, uh, thank you so much for being here. You know, we were kind of talking before, um, right before we hit the record button about like my little story and with, with relationships and why, Part of the entrepreneurial hierarchy of needs, the relationship aspect is the most important. Um, you know, being the classic workaholic as an entrepreneur trying to build something that is beyond my understanding and beyond my capability on this planet. Um, you, the only relationships you have are the people that you work with. And that's really not a deep relationship. It's a very shallow one and it's very transactional based. Um, and one of the big reasons that I, I'm so happy that you're on the show is because we get to talk about that. Uh, because I kind of tucked myself away and I didn't allow myself to, to grow in the, the years uh, in my twenties. I didn't, I didn't allow myself to, to grow the skills to flourish relationships. I could get relationships. I can start them. No problem. Right. All it takes is a little bit of charm. Um, and, but, but to deepen them, that that's, that's a different story. And then to keep them, that's a, that's a whole other story. So I'm, I'm really, really, um, just excited to get going on this. Um, one of the one of the first things I want to I want to talk about, like the, one of my favorite things to actually bring up in conversation, and this is going to sound really weird once you find out what it is, guys, um, is the will won't want list. Uh, 
Alexa has. And can, can you explain that a little bit better? Sure. So the want will won't, want, which will won't people. Can I swear on your show? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Fuck it. Great. Cool. It's like the first sentence. I always think I'm a New Yorker. Ask them, <laughs> ask them if you can say fuck. Okay, great. So, um, yes, people fuck up saying the want, will won't list all of the time. Uh, but basically it is a checklist that's over 300 and something questions mm. that you can go through and ask yourself, what do you want? What will you do? And what are you an absolute no to and understanding what you as an individual want, what you are open to doing for a partner, should your partner want it? And what are you an absolute no to? is so fundamental, foundational, so significant when being in a relationship, it's basically knowing what the fuck you want Yeah. because it's so hard to communicate. A lot of people will say trust is the issue or um, honesty is the issue or some, some issue they don't listen, whatever it's communication. It usually boils down to communication. People have a hard time communicating what they want and what they don't want. And they have a hard time um, speaking about a subject matter that if you grew up like I did, I'm deep South Louisiana and living in Texas now. So it's kind of the same thing. Um, We didn't get any information. We didn't get like sex ed wasn't a thing there. Mm -hmm. And it was very hush hush um, when it came to like, if sex even came up organically or naturally in a conversation was like, let's just breeze past that. So yes, I'm South Louisiana, but I also grew up Catholic. So it was just like, this is a, no, you don't do this. And, and so total lack of communication, lots of shame, lots of, we don't go there. And so that was growing up what I was given. And then you know, even things that are so natural and normal and over 50% of the population goes through it like a period mm-hmm. wasn't talked about. And the girls and the boys, there was only girls and boys communicated to at school yeah. and all of who they decided were boys went over here and all of who they decided were girls were went over there. And only the girls were um, allowed to get any information on menstrual cycles and the female body and all of that. And it was like a one day thing. <laughs> so, and then my mom had to sign a paper, um, letting me see the movie, the miracle of life where you get to watch a baby be born. And I like asked her not to sign it. And really? it, it was just really uncomfortable. So, you know, if you resonate with any of that, where it's just like lack of information, misinformation, because the vast majority of just the United States in the education system, it's uh, abstinence only mandated education and, mm. and a small percentage have to are required to give medically accurate information outside of just don't do it. And so it's wow. just so wild. So now we're adults and we're supposed to know how to do this thing that no one yeah. really talked about. And it's like, oh, it's up to the parents to give that information to the kids, but the parents don't know what the fuck's going on either. No. You know, my, what? my mom, I, I come from a family where my mom has been married five times. My grandparents married 50 years until my grandfather died. So I got to see both ends of the spectrum. And it was like, wow, nobody knows what's going on here. Yeah. We have to start talking about it, but talking Mm -hmm. about it is really challenging. And then before I can talk to a partner, I got to talk to myself. Mm -hmm. What is going on here? What do I really feel here? The lack of knowledge. There's a lack of confidence. I feel disempowered. I don't know what I'm doing. And so an exercise, bringing it back to the want, will, won't list 
that will, that you can sit down and ask yourself these questions or pretend I'm asking you the questions of, do you want to be kissed on your neck? Do you want to be bitten on your butt cheeks? Do you want to be flogged on your back? Do you want to be peed on? Do you want, like that just went escalated real quick, right? Do you, do you want to watch your partner masturbate? Do you want anal valprehension? (laughs) You know, do you want toes inserted into orifices? It asks so many things. It's about 14 pages, right? I, something like that. It's it's long because I, I, yeah. It's long. I I bring this up a lot to a lot of my friends. It's, it's so funny. It's like, Hey guys, did you know that this exists? Yeah. <laughs> That's like a really great way to get the conversation started with self. Yeah. And if it's a, if you just can't, if you're mortified thinking about bringing up these questions in front of a partner, do with a friend. Yeah. Like sit down with a friend, have a glass of wine, an old fashioned, whatever, whatever your poison is. Mm-hmm. I was going to say a line of Coke, whatever your poison <laughs> is, whatever you got to do. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to get this done. <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, I don't judge. I, 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 my whole business is a, I'm a big giant source of non-judgment. So whatever you got to do in order to ask yourselves those questions so that eventually it can translate into your relationships so that your relationship can flourish. Like you said, because if you, again, bringing it back to what we grew up, which you might feel this way too, I was, the understanding was. I'll find a, you know, I could be, well, after I had sex once, it was kind of like the floodgates are open. Mm -hmm. So, you know, something like, oh, I already did it and I'm already going to hell. So, but it, you know, as I grew through college and all of that, it was like, okay, well you have fuck buddies and people that you just sleep with. And then there's the, like the real deal, the people that you might try to have a relationship Mm -hmm. with, but you can have these kind of interactions with this like one night fling. And then this person that I'm going to do maybe like a long-term relationship with, I'm just like, not going to talk about stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm going to wait. And like, where do you go from there? Yeah. And there's uh, one of the weird things is like the, the, the shame behind a conversation. Uh, I've been in relationships where, and this is bef- before the WWW list. Um, and it, where it was impossible for them to tell me but they could write it down. And I, I remember that being like such an interesting thing. And I wasn't like very adventurous as, you know, younger, younger man. Like, you know, I, I didn't, no one taught me anything. So I had to go figure things out. Right. So like having these conversations, I was like, it was just, it was because I was scared. I was like, can you just write it down? <laughs> you know? And, and like that, like that really clicked in my head. I was like, Oh, we're all kind of freaked out here. Everything's weird to everyone. And anybody who thinks or who pretends they have their they have they have an understanding of it. it. It's probably a performance because they're so deeply terrified of a judgment that they're like, oh yeah, this and that, you know. So it, it was it was it was really eye opening. And then even uh, when I got o- older and we I started talking about this this list, um, everybody had a, a prejudgment, and because they kept on hitting them with why, like why won't you do that? Because this is, this is an exploratory journey going through it. It's not a, it's not, it's not meant to be, at least in my eyes, it's not meant to be something, oh, I have to do this. If my partner says they want to do this, like it's, it's about meeting in the middle. It's about what you're comfortable with. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And this idea that you could be sitting across from a long-term partnership and they say that they want things that you are not comfortable or confident in providing and Mm -hmm. then being hit in the face with not enoughness while the other person is being hit in the face with too muchness Mm -hmm. and then having to have the conversations and process and work through and heal what is required in order to get to the other side and stay in love. Yeah. You know, um, I I remember what I was going to say. Good. Go for it. Rock and roll. Um, The whole friends with benefits versus the long-term partnership thing. uh, That sex is either the thing that you go for or in a long-term romantic partnership where you might want to create a foundational relationship with the person that sex is on the back burner. It's like secondary. Mm. Like you have to tick all these boxes that they are a good person and that they want kids and they make this amount of money and they just tick, tick, tick box. And then it's like, well, and then whatever sex comes with it, that's just what the sex will be, which is really unfortunate because it winds up being a secondary reason instead of it being a priority in the Mm -hmm. decision-making and I see it and I work with people and I have lots of community members that it's the primary reason why the relationships fail, or they might use the word fail, that the relationships end, they come to a close is because of not having any skills um, or level of like not, not being willing to go there with that person. So found that relevant, even as we continue the conversation. Yeah. And, and, you know, kind of building on top of that there, um, I think it was about two or three years ago. I realized that there's a, there's a stark contrast between intimacy and romance. Um, and even like I have, I, I try and create an, an intimacy with all of my friends, but it does not mean I have to have a romance with a lot of my friends. Um, and when it comes to, when it comes to a romance, there's it's, it's and sex. I should, I should add that um, there is a, I don't want to use the word dance because I feel like that's such a cliche, but there, there's something that's going, going down that's so personal, that is so, um, so unique between the two where you get to learn and explore and give joy and all these things where it, it's almost like saying good morning. You know, it's almost, it's, it's a different style of, of like kinetic conversation that you have with someone or it can be. Um, you know, even if it's not crazy wild stuff, even if it's like, you know, just whatever you're used to. Um, I, I think it, I think it's so important because it is a style of communication. Yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, Jordan and I, my partner mm-hmm. and I, um, we've been together a little over three years. We'll be getting married this year in October. Fantastic. Um, and we have, I mean, of course this is my work and I'm having mm-hmm. these conversations constantly, but it's a little bit of a, of a different story when for me, it's my personal life and we take portions of every week to have personal conversations. Are we fulfilled? Are we satisfied? Are we wanting more at the end of a week? Or or is there something that could have been added that we really feel would have rounded it out? Mm -hmm. Do I feel individually satiated? Do you, you know, does he feel individually satiated? Are we in a place where we want to explore something new, something different? What does that mean if we do? Because if we just state it and then don't back it up with action, then we stay in the same exact place, letting a seed of resentment start mm-hmm. to take root. Yeah, it gets ugly. Yeah. And people invest in our brands and our company all the time so that they can grow in their own personal sexual development. But what about us? 
-hmm. So we take that, we don't take that not necessarily lightly. We also invest, we have a relationship coach. We see, we will seek workshops and facilitated experiences where we get to be the students. And, you know, just like most people in the world that are in personal development or just, just in general, if they have a business for themselves, they're doing the work that they need. Yeah. And, and so they've made that commitment to also be the teacher in that space. And so it's a consistent and constant evolution. And sometimes it's a bit more fast paced mm -hmm. than others. Um, but I think the main piece for people in general, which I don't often like to speak too much in generalizations, but generally speaking, yeah. it's, and I'm going to speak to you, if you're listening, take responsibility take responsibility because you, you won't know what, like, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And if you're unhappy or if the person that you're with is unhappy, take some fucking responsibility yeah. and, and spend time learning yourself and others in this way. Yeah. So. And, and part of that responsibility is, is the ability to stay flexible mm -hmm. with things changing. Um, you know, that's, that's something I've experienced, uh, many times in my life where I noticed I was inflexible. I was like, cause I'm, I have an engineer mindset, right? Like I have, I have the creative, but the engineers who, who's boss in my head and it's like, Oh, it was X. Now, why are we saying Y? And then that creates a panic. And then it's, and then it's like, Oh, it's me. And then it just, it, yeah. So just understanding and being able to take a moment and ask the question, clarifying question, and also let them know I panic sometimes. <laughs> You know, I had to have that conversation recently where it's like, hey, this has nothing to do with you. It's just I get two different answers and I panic sometimes. So don't take it personally. Um, I think that's part of the responsibility, but definitely take responsibility because no one else is going to take responsibility for you. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's your job. Yeah. And that's yeah. Sure. And also when, when we take responsibility, at least in my, uh, my opinion, with my experience, it shows the other person that you care a lot more. It's a different it's a different way of expressing that you're in this, mm -hmm. you know, you're not just, you're not just putting up your, your sale and just going wherever the wind takes you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Jumping back, jumping back to um, the, the concept of having um, intimacy and romance, being able to be separated. What are your thoughts uh, behind that? When we say intimacy and romance, do you also mean intimacy and sex? So I think I mean intimacy and sex mm -hmm. because it's, it's Yeah. I don't know why romance. So this is one of those like weird story programming things that came out of my mouth. Like romance. Yeah. Romance. Like I, I use the word romance versus sex. Um, sure. So yes, romance versus I'm sorry, intimacy versus sex. Yeah. So I have, I have a really beautiful um, group of female friends mm -hmm. and we are very close. We are very committed and they are, just as significant in my life as yeah. I would say Jordan is my primary mm -hmm. romantic partnership. Um, and I am constantly building intimacy with them. And that is not in a sexual way. Sometimes it is in a sensual way, um, which means we hug a lot. We give each other touch a lot. We communicate very openly. Um, one of my friends says we are committed to going rock bottom with each other. Yeah. Because, you know, some people I interact with, you know, that might be an acquaintance or a certain level of friendship. I'm not going to have difficult conversations with that person necessarily because 
they don't have that role in my life. And that mm -hmm. takes a lot of energy and I have to be willing to hold that. And I can only hold so much. So I have a certain group of people in my life that I've decided you're worth going rock bottom with. You are worth having difficult conversations with. You are worth being vulnerable with and naked, you know, and metaphorically speaking, and yep. maybe even physically, if that's what it takes in order to like get to a, a breakthrough of sorts, dare I yeah. say. And, um, and so that to me is intimacy, being able to go be completely vulnerable with the person that you are choosing to be in that relationship with. And so I have a lot of intimacy with my close female friendships, but we are not sexual. Yep. Yeah. Um, and go ahead, please. Oh, and so then my romantic partnership, you know, we have intimacy and we build intimacy in more ways than sex sex doesn't necessarily equal intimacy. And for some people, maybe the other way around, but sure. for, for a lot of people, they might try to have sex, not be in, you know, an intimate, well, I mean, it is inherently intimate, but they try to make it not mean anything, but just yeah. sex. And it's difficult because there's a lot of neurochemicals that are present and people, humans are built for this. They're built to fuck. They're built for connection. They're just yep. all of it, you know? Um, so that's a little bit different, but um, what I've learned over time is that a lot of men that come to me and work, I work with couples and in my community space is that they grew up where sex education, like if they grew up like me, like mm -hmm. maybe even you and not getting the information. then the first entry point of the information was porn. If you were a, a child, oh, the, a child yeah. of the eighties, you know, or, you know, whenever the interweb became the thing and porn was like readily mm -hmm. accessible. I mean, before that it was magazines and VHS yeah. or whatever it was. And it was like, oh, you know, if you're soft and you cry or you need a hug or you want touched, that is weak. You are a yeah. pussy, which I am busy doing my work in the world to course, have that word mean strength. Uh, right, but right. that was, that was, that was the language. Yeah. And though let's glorify the act of sex that happens in a way that isn't really going to happen in reality, but it is for entertainment's value and sake, but you're right. maybe an eight to 11 year old boy seeing it for the first time. And it's like, Oh, touch and softness, which is also intimacy is no, don't do that. It's weak. That's not mm -hmm. manly. But this other thing where touch is acceptable, sex is intimacy. So I work with a lot of people that are being, they're challenging that. Like they want and crave touch and affection from their female partners. I'm speaking very heteronormatively here. Um, they want that, but the only way that they have ever been taught up to, you know, into adulthood that it's acceptable is to go for sex. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times the, their female counterpart goes, you just want me for one thing. And they don't have the language and the communication to be able to say, no, I, I really just want to feel close to you. I really want to feel held. I really want to feel all these other things. And the only mm -hmm. way that I know how to do it is through fucking. Yeah. It's through that portal, right? Mm -hmm. It's through, yeah, just get, yeah. And, and it's so, so, so odd. And you bring up porn. And I think porn is one of the funniest things. It's, I think it, it's like, it's one of those things that like, as like, of course I've watched porn. I'm a human being. I have the internet. Mm -hmm. um, and when I watch it, it's just, it, it's, it's comical in the sense that how literal people take it. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not just a means to an end, you know, <laughs> it's, it's actually like people like looking at it as like training video. Yeah. And it's, and it's so, so crazy. Cause I just hear a couple people talk and they're a little bit younger than I am. And it's like, I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> like, I don't want to start giving advice, but I'm like, yeah, just no. Yeah. Yeah. 
there might be some things that are really hot and you can take that to a partner that you've communicated with and you want to make right. sure that she wants that thing inserted in that place or that mm -hmm. she wants that saliva in that particular area or mm -hmm. just you're not it doesn't mean that you're not doing a good job if she's not you know calling out so that the next door next door neighbors can hear yeah you know, or like looking you directly in the eye while, you know, <laughs> moaning like a like a little girl. Like it's just it's incredible. So if you can look at it as entertainment and that is to get off on and not necessarily like, you know, let me to get my pen and paper and yeah. take note. It is for entertainment. It has a purpose. And so if you can see it, as, it for what it is. Yeah. A couple of things since we're talking about porn, y'all pay for your porn. <laughs> oh, this is more like a support your support your local star or is it more of better maybe. quality maybe but you value what you pay for and that's another that's thing too true. there's like you value what you pay for and if you're going to pay for it you're going to take a little bit more time to consider what you're going to absorb true that's true and when you pay for it, chances are it's coming from a more ethically sourced place, meaning Very the true. actors and the actresses, the people that are participating in the film are paid effectively, accordingly, they're of age, they're writing, they're, they're, you know, signing contracts. Um, in those instances, usually the actors, actresses, their protection is provided, their, um, you know, lube is used. There's all these great things that come, like you can feel like, yes, if I'm going to pay to get myself off mm -hmm. and like put it to a better cause, you know, I love that. I really, yeah. really love that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and I love talking about porn. <laughs> I mean, just because it, it, you, it can be used as a tool and there are some people who are vehemently opposed to it. Cool. It exists regardless. So you can throw a fit in the corner. It's still going to exist regardless. Yeah. People like it. People like to watch people are turned on by this. And, um, so that that's going to exist regardless. So we can use it as a tool and I can take it from a place of like, instead of being like, don't watch porn. It's like, how about let's, let's put a little more intention into it. Mm -hmm. So Jordan and I, we haven't done this in a while, but there was a time when I wanted to show him things that I was interested in because yeah. I had explored a bit more than he had at the onset of our relationship. He very much, what I would describe as his variety and sexual experiences was the person changing. Mm. And I was at a point in life where I wasn't super interested or or I wasn't super interested in the person changing anymore. I'd already gone through that phase. I was more interested in the experiences changing. So there's a, a phrase that you can have sex with, you can have sex one way with a thousand different people, or you can have sex with one person a thousand different ways. Mm. And um, I very much am like, I'm in a place where I want to have sex with you in a thousand different ways. I want to learn you. I want to, you know, I want to like sure. get in there and yep. that's a, that's dedication. That's a commitment. Yeah. So much of a commitment. Cause think about you go into it with that person and then they, and they go away like that. You will feel that you will grieve that loss. I mean, again, generally speaking, For sure. um, so when we first got together that, I was definitely a little bit more further in my exploratory journey. Mm -hmm. So we, I would send him three previews at a time. <laughs> so for considerate. I would send him three. So they would all be showcasing things that I was into or things that I found hot that were a little okay. bit outside of the norm. And then he got to choose the one and then he got to pay for it. And then we got to watch it together. And then we got to debrief right. in, which is hot 
if we wanted to like watch it and then have sex. Yeah. But yes, generally that would lead to sex, but more often than not, it would lead to a conversation. Why are you into this? What is exciting about it? What turned you on about it? Is it the this or the that? Because a lot of times he would think I was focused on what he was focused yes. on when I'm focused on something totally different. It, it, so something uh, recently that came up was tone of voice mm-hmm. had nothing to do with what the action was. It was the tone of voice used. I was like, what? Like it totally, totally blew my mind that there's that, that level of, of attention uh, with these kind of things. Uh, yeah. Have you ever run across um, someone that enjoys something in porn, but doesn't actually want it in real life? Yeah. A thousand percent. There are some things that are way better left as fantasy. Yeah. And that, that, that's something that I was talking to someone about recently, uh, probably about a month ago. And it was, I couldn't wrap my head around it. You know, I've never experienced it. And I was like, that's really fascinating. Yeah. There are some things that are, that are hot, um, and shocking on super thrilling to Mm -hmm. watch it on TV. And I think for a lot of people, they realize like when they're seeing it on a screen, it isn't real. It's right. like real, but it isn't real. There's an emotional you know? distance. Yeah, for physical. sure. And there's some things that like I've read in an erotic novel or something that mm, I've been played out in life. And I was like, fuck, now I don't even want to masturbate to that because I <laughs> wasn't as hot. You know? It's like, yeah. Fuck, that was way hotter in my head. Like I should have <laughs> just left it there. And, you know. Centaurs are not as sexy as I thought. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So how what? do you feel? How do you feel about me asking you a couple questions? Oh shit. Well, I guess I'm the editor, so go for it. No I'm kidding. These, these are these are generally not edited. And Gonna I probably won't edit this at all. Cut my question off because I'm no. sitting here and like, what do you want? Okay, how are so- you? Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is this is sounds like the ultimate cop out, ready? Right? You're gonna raise your eyebrows at me. I am into what other people are into. There's, okay. I play, I play like a service role. Uh, not as, not in the sense where it's like, Oh, whatever you want. It's like, I, them getting what they want and me being able to provide that and add value. That's my thing. Yeah. That's my thing. I would imagine. Have you ever heard of the erotic blueprints? Uh, nope. So there's another resource for y'all. Um, for you, erotic blueprints. Blueprint. It's like the love languages, but for your sex, like for your turn on. And you can mm-hmm. be an energetic, a sensual, a kinky, um, a shape shifter, or a sexual. And each one Try gets their out. turn on via a different avenue. Sensuals get their turn on by every by a scene being created. The lights are perfect, the smells are nice, the textures, senses. Mm-hmm. Kinky are interested in the taboo. So if there's like some element that's a little edgy and a little taboo, which is relative energetics, like the anticipation, they like a good mind fuck. They like, Mm -hmm. like a, we're being flirted with from across the room. They like the energetic build. And then, uh, sexuals, they just straight up just like the, like they see tits and six to midnight real fast. Like it's just everything about the genitals, about the act of sex itself. They really like that. Um, And a lot of guys that grew up on porn will oftentimes rate higher as a sexual, Mm -hmm. but upon further inspection and introspection, there's something else that they're actually really into as well, but they've kind of been trained neurologically to respond and react and go for, Mm -hmm. you know, the sexual. Then the last one is shapeshifter and shapeshifter is I can be any of the things I'm more like, and I can be real. I like all of them and I can easily flow into any of them. And it's 
the shadow, so to speak, of the shapeshifter yep. is that what do they actually really, truly want in any given moment? So when you say that, I'm like, that is a thing. People yeah. love to be of service. And like, I get off on you getting off. Yeah. And what do you actually want in any given moment is a question to ask yourself, mm. you know, cause like I get off on that. And also what do I really want? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go deeper into that for sure. Because yeah. I really, I, um, and I always, I always feel like I'm copping out given that answer. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, no, no, it's all these things. Um, but yeah, it just, it's just fun. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, I mean, I was, I, that's how I am in life too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, you dig that. I'm making a note. Like you would not believe the notes that I have on people. I have, we joke, we call my dossiers that I just have notes on people, like how to bring them joy in life, like that's what so their awesome. favorite animals are and colors and shit like that. And yeah, I guess it just translated. Yeah. How do you, are you dating? Uh, yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. yeah. Well, it's complicated <laughs> as per usual. A human. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't it's, met uh, a human yeah. that even in their straightforwardness isn't a little messy and somewhat complicated. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. Okay. Well, those yeah. were the things that I was curious about. I'm like, oh, I've got so many resources for you. And I'm, I'm getting ready to do a solo episode on my own show. Yeah. That is, that is about well, the term is fuck first. Okay. It's like, what if you were to lead your dating life? With like you'd be buying first? a car? Well, maybe. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not saying like fuck the car salesman. I'm saying drive the car first. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but not from a place of like, well, are we going to do this so I can determine if you're worthy? But yeah, yeah, yeah. what if you were to bring sex into the conversation in a non-sexual way very early on, Mm -hmm. like at the onset so that you can establish safety, communication, consent, all of that. And then also not play this game of we get to have sex on the third date. It's like, who made up that goddamn rule? The third date. I don't know. I don't know who made that rule up. It's so dumb. And when people are like, yeah, but it hasn't been that long. And like, I'm thinking that we'll have sex on the fourth date. I'm like, get out of here. Get out of here. It's so arbitrary. It's and it's so, so not authentic. Yeah. Like who yeah. told you that that's the way that you're supposed to live your life? You're not self-sourcing your truth. Right. You're not in control. Yeah. There's there's like this third party that made up this doctrine that, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're out and you're having a couple of drinks and you went dancing and there's an energy, go for it. Damn you like, for not, you know, yes. like, yeah. If you're feeling like it, each other's faces. Yeah. <laughs> Get into and it. other parts. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So uh, I won't be, I, I won't be, I'll give you back the microphone. Yeah, no, that's all right. I mean, this is, this is more your show than it is mine. This is, <laughs> yeah. This is, I'm trying to learn here. I'm just trying to, trying to spread the good word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when it comes to, when it comes to communication, um, what are some, what are some simple tools that people that might be, I mean, and this is like through the whole spectrum of, you know, love sex and other, other avenues. Um, what are some good tools to just allow someone to open up a little bit more and, and, and communicate better with their partner? Yeah. So let's just say you've got a partner or you're dating and there's somebody there Mm -hmm. hanging out with you. Um, a couple of things. And, and for some people, it's really confronting this first one that I'm going to say. And for some people who are a little who might say that they're a little more spiritual will probably have heard or done this exercise before eye gazing. Mm. So that's something that I work when, when I have one-on-ones 
and I'm working with a couple, oftentimes I'll introduce or reintroduce eye gazing two to four minutes at a time. And I watch people go from, I'm on edge. Um, I, I have resistance, you know, this kind of masculine boundary, something, mm -hmm. you know, like they're, they're just feeling a little rigid and I'll have them turn to each other and I'll say, take a few deep breaths, get their breathing synced up stare into each other's eye, left eye to left eye. I'm going to put on the timer for two minutes, sit here and breathe. And usually they'll have a giggle fit within the first like 15 sure. to 20 seconds. Cause it's like awkward and they've got to like discharge some of their energy. Yeah. And then I watch like the, the one breath that they both take together and that they both let fall together. And then I immediately watch softening and I immediately That's watch. Great. This is the, I can see you. I'm allowing you to see me and this vulnerable kinds of openness comes up. And usually after two or four minutes of sitting and syncing up and speaking with energy and, and not actual words, so you're not processing it, mm -hmm. then what you can talk about, the place that you're communicating from is very different. So not everybody's going to feel comfortable. It is an exercise. So it takes practice. I, I, I like that there, uh, there's been moments in my, my life recently where a reset was necessary and I didn't have yeah. the tool to yeah. actually bring it back to, to square one. Yeah. Um, Jordan and I, so I am the CEO of our company. Mm -hmm. I run it. I make all of the decisions. I make the, I decide when things are launching, when they are closing, what to do with our socials, when we're hiring. Like I, we got together and he had a corporate gig and I was in about year two of having my coaching business. I was still all figuring it out on my own. Sure. And, um, basically what I'm saying is I can run heavy on the more masculine energy Mm -hmm. but I so desire to be in love and in connection with my partner. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that he works for and with me, or he works with me now for a company that I created and started brings up its own stuff yeah. because he wound up leaving the corporate gig. And then, um, we made the decision. You will take your skill set and bring it here. Mm -hmm. Why start something new and unique on your own when what you do is very valuable under the umbrella that I was curating and creating. And um, so that brought stuff up on its own. And we have understanding that this could be a thing. Yeah. And so we actively go there all the time. And so I might be running on a more masculine. I made a bunch of decisions. I'm on podcasts. I'm doing calls. I'm running coaching. You know, I have clients, whatever. And then I need to calm the fuck down. I need yeah. to like land. I need to settle back into my body. And sometimes I need help choosing. I need help with my decision to be more feminine. And it can, it can look like a couple of different things. He will sometimes, now I'll just throw out a few things that people can use. And this, this is some stuff that, that we use and that I give to clients as well. Let's say for an example, posture, I'll just use posturing and postures are really powerful. So okay. let's just say I've come out of the office. I had a whole day. I, we both have boners. So like no sex is happening. Cause like my dick is just as much out as his. And so it's just like hard for 
It's hard, yeah. literally and figuratively. And so I might sit and he will stand over me, not to domineer me, mm-hmm. but to show me that I'm safe to surrender and I'm safe to be easy. I'm safe to rest. Okay. So he might stand higher than I will. And I will choose to either sit on the floor while he sits on the couch or I'll sit on the floor on my knees while he's standing. And he might put his hands on my head. He might put his hands on my shoulders. And so we actively do that. I will be in resistance all the way until I sit down. Hmm. And sometimes I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this. And I'm like, and you want to, you need to like, yeah. let's put, put the armor down. It's work is done. And then he will go, he will do that. Other things are before we start communicating, we'll rub each other's hands. I will go to him. Oh yeah. I like that. Okay. I will rub his hands and I'll look down. I will look down because the motion of looking down is I'm bringing my energy back into my body and I'm bringing, I'm, I'm choosing to transition myself from one state to another. And this takes practice. There's not a time that we don't go to either have the conversation or do the activity or the exercise that I'm not giving a little bit of pushback and no, like brats are not fucking fun to play with after a certain, like you can only be so bratty and it's not fun anymore. So I know that, that. I know that. And so I will go and I will choose to do the things that I know will put me in a place where I'm ready to receive my man, masculine partner. Yeah. It's a, it's a choice that I do. And I, I lived a lot of life where I thought he needs to put me in that place and it was sassy and it was bratty and it was not fun and nobody gets fucked and nobody has a great experience when I am in that place. And I'm hard to, I'm hard to deal with. And I understand that. And there's so many women that will hear me say that and go, I feel so seen. Mm. I, cause I grew up same y'all heard the beginning. I told you about my upbringing. I also grew up at a time where women can do anything. Yeah. They can do anything. They go to college and they can be the single mom and they can all this stuff and they can run a business and this glorified masculine woman, like it's just not serving me at times. And so I get to, if I really want to have it all, I got to work for it all. Yeah. Um, and so, and that doesn't mean that he, Jordan doesn't do anything. He is very (laughs) aware of all of the steps and he gets to choose to meet me in a grounded state where he's ready to hold whatever comes up and what comes out of my mouth. Yeah. So those are a couple of little like real exercises to do in real time. Other things, won't, won't, won't list, erotic blueprint, relationship board meeting where you are giving yourself a time to evaluate your relationship every week. Every week. I, I like the debriefing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it, it's a simple way to allow yourself to just grow with the other person. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and it puts you in the mindset of as, as the week is happening, you're thinking mm-hmm. of it a little bit differently. You're thinking it from the, the future, looking back and how am I going to express this feeling? How am I going to express this pain or pleasure or whatever it may be? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Jumping back to the, um, um, I'm not, I'm not even sure exactly how to call it, but, but I'll just go into it. The, so last night I actually had the experience of, I allow myself at least a half an hour before seeing someone I'm with after work. I need to come to Chi because I'm a banshee and I'm domineering and I'm a crazy human being 
And that's not who I want to show up as. Like, that's like, that's my sport ego, you know, my business ego, Tim. Um, and I don't want to express that in the, any relationships I'm in. And I had done that yesterday, but then on the drive down, I started working on my phone in traffic and then it came back up. And then there was like, there was a resistance and there was this, this feeling that, that something was wrong. She kept on coming to me. Is everything okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm just going through something and just allowing, I just want to put out there, like allow yourself to have a phase shift. Like if something, if you are like that, allow yourself to take a break and then move on when you're, when you're clear headed, just to avoid any, any, any of the pricklies. Yeah. 1000%. And I will do it too. I will pick up my phone and you know, what has something that, that I'm currently working through and working on is like, I mentioned, I have these beautiful relationships with my female friends. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that outside of investing in certain coaches and programs and different things for our own personal development, um, the next greatest thing for my relationship, um, has been having friends where I can process things outside of the relationship Mm. and they're unbiased in a sense of they, um, they're not on either side. Do you know what I mean? So I make sure that I choose quality friends that are all in on their relationships as well. And all of us hold a commitment and hold a line where we will not talk bad about our significant other. We will consistently hold ourselves to our highest standard. And it doesn't mean we don't share shit that's coming up, but it means we speak about everything as a, this is happening for me, not to me. And I'm not against my partner. We are in a partnership. Yeah. So that has been huge having high quality friends and for Jordan too, having a high quality group because Jordan has more friends than any person either of us knows, <laughs> but he has a core group that he yeah. gets really vulnerable with and cultivates that intimacy with as well. And um, for him, like that has been so transformational, such a game changer is that we don't have to bring all of our shit to each other. Yeah. We can process it outside of the relationship before we bring it up. And there's a phrase that I hear Jordan say every now and then to his men's group. He said, bros, your partner is not your therapist. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to like some of the, the miscommunication I had as a man uh, growing up was I thought like that was my role. And I felt um, I felt there was um, I was married at one point and my my wife, she would talk to her sister-in-law. I'm like, why aren't you bringing this to me? And like it took me forever to 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 get over the fact that like it's not meant for me yet. Yeah. It's got to run through a couple filters and maybe never sure. get to me. Like, yeah, yeah, it's not my responsibility and it's okay. It's definitely okay. Yeah, absolutely. And it just might, it might not, there might be times where I'm still considering how I really truly feel because the first reaction is Is my little girl is a reaction. (laughs) It's my little girl. And then it's like my teenager who's like, fuck you. I don't need you anyway. And Mm -hmm. then it's like, it's, I got to go through these layers of stuff. That's not actually me and what I'm not actually going to choose. And so to probe me too soon is to get some shit you don't want. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah. It's a random adventure that you don't want to run. Yeah. 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 Um, it's, it's, it's cool too, because I've had the last three years of my life have been pretty transformational in many levels. And it's where I've allowed myself, uh, I'll say, and where I've been able to find the people that allow themselves to have these kind of intimate relationships where there's no judgment. And it's, once again, I created a delineation between when, when I'm, 
taking issue with a with a, another uh, being, I'll say, uh, that I break it into two different parts, right? The person that I'm pissed off with and the beautifully flawed human that exists in them. Like they're, it's hard to, hard to accept the duality sometimes, but I always have to remember like, oh, I'm fucked up too. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. no one's perfect. And like, just, just, just separate the two. Just separate the two. Yeah. And at times, let your fucked up, flawed human have sex with their flawed, fucked up, flawed human. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's really hot. It works. It works. You know, <laughs> I'm all for the light and love. And at times, like those shadowy parts, you know, they're there. And this healing, this like, oh, at some point I'll grow past or I'll heal fully. There's, there's like no end to healing and mm -hmm. healing is certainly not linear. It might be like, yeah, I'm moving on this forward trajectory. And then all of a sudden you uncover a layer that sends you what feels like is 10 steps back. And it's like, oh, goddamn, I didn't realize that I still had some shit yep. to resolve here. And it's like, Hey, that's just the way that's just the way it is. And yeah. congratulations, you're a human. And that's the beauty in it. Like that's when you really feel alive, I think, because yeah. the, the alternative is opting for neutrality and that's boring and a quick way to the grave. And well, I think I, I, and I totally agree with that. I second that uh, to the utmost. And I think what makes it uh, so exciting is the realization of how wild life is and that, that there, there's an invigoration when it comes to battle, right? So we, we, we go into things battling ourselves, but once we realize that there's, there's just patterns that we have to go back and forth with is when we can make peace and, and laugh at the wildness. So I always try and laugh at all my bullshit. Like if there's not a joke in it, it's not really that much bullshit. You know what I mean? <laughs> like mm -hmm. it's kind of, it's probably pretty tame. Um, so I always try, I always just try and find humor in, in the nonsense. Same. Yeah. It's like, it's, it sounds like a crazy thing to do, but life's too short. Life's way too short. You gotta, you gotta appreciate every, every ounce of you. You gotta appreciate the journey. I mean, <clears throat> not to go too crazy, but like just the stories that we've been told and we've accepted and stuff like that about ourselves. Like we've done a lot of work. You should be proud of yourself at any age that you made it there and you got all your pieces inside your head. You know, don't forget that. Don't forget you did a lot of hard work. It doesn't feel like it because it's in the past, but you did a ton of hard work to get you where you are. And you, and you got this. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Um, any, any, any last minute thoughts, anything that you want to leave the people with? The people. The people, the good people of the world, maybe I beyond. Mean, I mean, this, this conversation was very much a conversation. I yeah. took the mic a couple times, <laughs> and through personal stories, of course. Um, and I'll just share that being in a relationship is from where I stand, that has been some of my greatest personal development um, and sexual development. Mm -hmm. And I have learned so much about who I am and what I want in my life through relationship. And it's messy and it's beautiful yeah. and it's ecstatic and exalting and it's just a clusterfuck and everything. Yeah. And um, for me, just knowing that I don't have to do it alone is really reassuring. Yeah. And so what I want to leave everybody with is you don't have to do it alone and step up. 
take responsibility for what you do and don't know, take responsibility for just, just this understanding of you don't know what you don't know. And if you desire more in this area of your life, or you want to stop perpetuating patterns that are not serving you, then it's going to take doing something about it. That is different mm -hmm. to what you have been doing up to this point. And a lot of times it means getting a little bit radical. It means going to a retreat or a conference or a workshop, reading the book, the podcast, investing in yourself in some way, shape or form. And investing doesn't only mean money, that's time and energy as well, which are all valuable yeah. um, resources that you, well, I mean, money is the one that you can always make more of, but the other ones are a little bit different, yeah. right? You can't make your time back and energy um, is more or less a finite resource too at mm -hmm. times. So invest in, with things that um, are going to put skin in the game so that you can grow. And that means um, putting yourself in communities, um, surrounding yourself with high quality people that hold you to a standard for the life that you really want to live. And if you're not sure then spend some time with yourself. So that's this, if you need anyone to give you permission to consider what's going on in your life. And if you're really living the life that you want to live, then here's your permission. Go sit with yeah. yourself, do a want, want, want list, go back to some of the resources in this podcast and then check in with me. Find me on Instagram. Rock solid advice. Rock solid advice. I couldn't say better myself. Yeah. All of your information will be in the description, uh, whether people are watching this or listening uh, Alexa, this is fantastic. And mm -hmm. I, I, I'm guessing there's going to be a part two probably soon that <laughs> we could have gone for hours and hours and hours. Um, mm -hmm. thank you for being here. Um, yeah. So happy to know you. Mm, thank you for having me. I appreciate it until next time. Thank you for joining us again. If you haven't already, join our online community. Link is in the show notes. It is the fastest and easiest way to live a highly intentional and satisfied life. Listen, your health, your wealth, your relationships, having fun, and your, the success in your business depend on it. I'll see you in there. Link's in the show notes. Hope you enjoyed the episode.